0: Good evening, Insomniacs, and those of you who like to watch here on the live stream. Shohei Ohtani showed why he is valuable, you know, because he can kind of sort of do everything. Better watch some of these games all the way to the end because we had some real thrillers on Thursday. And as the calendar page will turn to October over the weekend, a fantastic lineup of pitchers are ready to go on Friday. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello baseball fans and welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm an I'm a television producer who's been a podcaster of baseball for well over a decade. And I'm, I am soon to be wrapping up my fourth season. As the host of the show on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. You can follow us on YouTube, you can follow us live stream, whatever I do as a live stream, like today. If you happen to be watching on the live stream, feel free to send us a question via the chat. Also, you can follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks so much for making us your free listen or your first listen and your free listen. Well, I'm not going to charge anything. Maybe I should. I don't know. Well, we're still going to have some ads later on. Uh, you can follow us at lockdown and pods. On Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. Look at right there. Uh, you can follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So uh, I'm up late because uh, some of these games went really late, even here in Los Angeles. And I will just tell you, I get the feeling that a lot of debates, and I'm all for debating stuff. I'm all for subjective opinions, sort of sneaking in. But a lot of debates would be different If the name of the award was player of the year and not most valuable player, because it seems like so many of the complicated debates come about when you say, Well, how much value do they bring? instead of just saying, Who had the best year? That's what it should be called. Who had the best year? Player of the year. But it's called the most valuable player. And with that, we've had some interesting debates. We've had players whose stats were you know good no i don't think anyone's won the mvp who had bad stats but someone like Kirk gibson who didn't lead the league in many categories if you look at his stats you're like oh he had a good year but i mean let's not let go crazy here but you look at what the value he brought to the dodgers in terms of the his arrival in the team going on to winning the world series and blah 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 blah, blah. i thought Earl hirschweiser should have won the most valuable player that year but what do i know Well, if we were talking about the player of the year, chances are there wouldn't be much of a debate because Aaron Judge leads the league in just about everything. But then you throw it as most valuable player, and the value that someone like Shohei Otani brings to the table almost can't be calculated. Look at what he did on Thursday. Now, as a batter, he got a pair of hits, drove in a run. I know we're not supposed to look at RBI anymore, but he... He is inching towards 100 RBI. He's inching towards a 900 OPS. He probably won't reach, it'll be in the high 800s with a ton of home runs. Right there, pretty good. He also had a no hitter with two outs in the eighth inning. His ERA, he could win the Cy Young Award. He's definitely going to be top five Cy Young Award. He almost threw a damn no-hitter, and don't you lie to me and think that you didn't think he was about to. When he had two outs, two strikes in the eighth inning with nobody on, yeah, I thought this guy's going to do it. This And it's going to just sort of throw such a weird monkey wrench into the most valuable player debate that right on the heels of Aaron Judge tying Roger Maris, and he's going to go back to New York, and he's undoubtedly going to break the record in this series against Baltimore. I don't know when. Hopefully, look at I I have nothing against Aaron Judge. He's, yeah, I wish he played for my team, uh, but he is an un, he should be one of the faces of baseball. Baseball should be marketing the hell out of him. He should be one of the most recognizable faces in sports, as should Shohei Otani. Why aren't these people like household names? I don't understand it. But if we're just going by stats, obviously Aaron Judge is going to get it. If you're going to be going by some also some subjective points of view, the fact that Judge continued to hit even when the Yankees were on their slide and the Yankees have righted the ship tremendously and he continues to keep on hitting. Um yeah, he has those amazing stats and you know the narrative and there you go, but then you bring the value question. And the fact that Otani has uh, all star stats as a hitter and all star stats as a pitcher. Um, you know, it makes it it makes it interesting. I like debates. It's one of the things I don't like about war, is that some people treat it as an end all be all and to end debates. Well, he has a higher war. That's it. Like, well, let's let's debate this. Let's see what our own subjective points of view. So, in the one sense, it's nice that we could have arguments and we could have disagreements. But on the other hand, well, it would be a lot easier if they just had called it Player of the Year. Kind of like it would have been a lot easier way back when, in 1903, if they didn't call it the World Series, if they called it the American National Series or the National American Series, talking about the two leagues, or if they had called it the, I don't know, given it a cup, like the Doubleday Cup, and the... Abner Doubleday nonsense hadn't come about that. By the way, you know that, right? You know that if you're listening that um, the, uh, uh, you know, the story of Abner Doubleday inventing baseball is a complete fabrication. It's a, it's nonsense. They might as well be talking about Paul Bunyan. So, but it would be nicer if they called it that so you wouldn't have to have, you know, it's, there's more places in the world than America. And they shouldn't be called the world. It's crazy. Hey, uh, looks like we got someone in the live stream here. Uh, Jesus Garcia has something he wants to say. Uh, could they possibly do a co-MVP type of award? Um, we've had co-MVPs in the past, Jesus. Um, in 1979, both Keith Hernandez and Willie Stargell won the MVP. Uh, they were co-MVPs. I would have no issue with, look at, if I had a vote and I don't, I would give it to Judge. But I have I mean today demonstrated why it should it's not a slam dunk. Even even if Judge breaks Roger Maris's record and wins the triple crown, I don't think it'll be unanimous. And I and I have been steadfast about this. To have someone other than Shoei Otani winning the MVP, they have to have an absolutely historic season, which is kind of sort of what Mike Mike Judge. Jeez, that's right. The creator of Beavis and Butthead. Mike Judge. No, well, kind of what Aaron Judge is doing right now. Um, I don't know. I mean, and and Jesus, also, I don't know how familiar you are with the show. I do have what I call the Coen Brothers rule. And that is, if someone has already won an award, I am not going to cry if they don't win more. You know, Otani won the MVP last year, as well he should have. And if he never wins the MVP again, you know, it – I'm not going to cry if he doesn't become a two-time MVP winner. You know that's that's just kind of, uh, you know, I, if he is the best player, it's like Mike Trout has won multiple MVPs, and I think he deserves the MVPs he's won. I think there was probably one or two other years he could have won, but I'm not going to cry. So that's the Cohen brothers. That's what I call the Cohen brothers rule. But you know, I I think what's going to happen is that. I think Aaron Judge is going to break Maris's record over the final what five six games. He's going to hit one home run, and he'll win the MVP. I think Otani will come in second. Um, the The American League Cy Young is interesting because Otani could win that. Uh, Alec Manoa could win it. Justin Verlander could win it. Framber Valdez could win it. There's some. There's some good candidates but because there's no runaway jesus that could be your um your co-mvp right there if if judge wins the mvp and otani wins the cy young that would be pretty wild that'd be pretty wild um i don't think i i do think at this point even with everything otani is doing right now i i do have to say i think it is not a slam dunk I think it's a pretty surefire bet that Judge is going to win the MVP, even though Otani is certainly going to get some votes in the whole thing. By the way, if you're going to be make any bets, go to Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for football betting info for this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-minute scores for every sport out there. Fastest and easiest way to check out all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. There you go. Get that graphic out of there. Hey, um... There's a lot of a lot of interesting games were played yesterday. And and it's just it's funny when one of the games was unfolding, um, it was around six thirty, seven 7 o'clock in the evening here in Los Angeles County. Um oh by the way, uh Jesus Garcia just wrote back to me. He said uh he's listen obviously listened to the Bet Online ad. He said Bet Place. Otani Cy Young Award winner. You know what, Jesus? You could be right. You could be right. There is no runaway. Uh, uh, Alcantara uh, with Miami is uh, is is going to run away with the National League, but could be Otani. Could be Otani, Could be Verlander. All the ones I mentioned. Um, I was driving home around seven thirty or so, and I was listening to the uh, Miami Marlins Milwaukee Brewers game like you do, with Bob Uecker as the announcer. And I saw Philadelphia had gotten swept by Chicago, the Cubs. And if the Brewers won, the Brewers would leapfrog the Phillies into the playoff spot. And it was like, again, two outs, two strikes, eighth inning. And Milwaukee was still up two nothing. Peralta was struggling, but you, you know, the, The Miami couldn't get a big hit, and then suddenly Garcia, it was not you, Jesus, uh, wound up hitting a grand slam, a two out grand slam, and suddenly the Brewers were down four to two. And they were just, it was an absolute two by four to the face. So the Brewers, I mean, you can't afford to lose games like that, you can't afford to lose games. At home, but again, this just goes to show you when you look at the schedules. Like, oh, that's easy. That's going to be a win. That's going to be a win. A team like the Marlins, and you're going to see some teams that will be playing some contenders in the, over the weekend. I'll get to that in the last segment. Um, you will you see some of these contenders or these non contenders are going to say, yep, "This is the end for us." So if we're not going to go to the playoffs, we would love to take you down and have you not go to the playoffs along with us. I mean, these are teams with pride. You know, this is a these are major leaguers who don't want to be treated like tomato cans. The Cubs certainly didn't do that. We saw Miami pull that off. You know, there were some wild games that was happening. Like Tampa Bay today had a chance if they won uh, the game against uh, Cleveland, they would have clinched a playoff spot. And they had a one nothing lead Going into the uh, bottom of the eighth inning. Again, the bottom of the eighth is where you had to be watching some of these games. And Stephen Kwan, I'm telling you, Stephen Kwan is going to do something. You want to, hey, Garcia, you want to go to Bet Online and put a bet somewhere? Stephen Kwan is going to get a big postseason hit. Just wait and see. He got an RBI double to tie the game. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez got the go-ahead hit. And suddenly the Guardians want to beat in the Rays. And so... The Rays have to wait to have their clinch. An interesting thing: this raised the Guardians, who have been absolutely on fire. Uh, they now have eighty-eight wins, uh, and and that's they've through. They're ahead of the Rays. They're not, you know, just a few weeks ago it was like, well, the AL Central is, you know, not that great, and there be, uh, you know, they're going to be worse. Though. The AL Central champion is going to be worse than the wildcard teams. Well, that's not going to be the case, and. Cleveland has a chance to win 90 games. They have a bunch of games with Kansas City. They just have to win two of them and they'll be a 90 win team. So good for the Guardians there. Um I mentioned the uh, the A's and were almost no hit by um by the uh, by Shohei Ohtani. Uh, yeah, Jesus Garcia writes the Guardian. This is by the way, uh, Jesus Garcia is my makeshift uh, co-host for the day. Guardians heating up at the right time reminds me of another team. What other team? Are you are you are you going to are you are you bringing up the Braves of last year, maybe the Nats of the year before that? Uh I'm sure Cleveland fans would be thrilled if that were the case. Uh, another by the way, another game that was just uh cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs I and mean, they are not a sponsor. But the Seattle Mariners and the uh Rangers, you know, Jerry he, he every time I see him he has a great game. I should probably just have to watch every Mariners' game because he had another game where he uh, you know, you know hit and he hit two home runs today, got some big hits and the and Marcus Simeon got a, a couple of big hits as well. They had the stupid you know ghost runners scoring both scoring the tenth. but uh, let's give I mean this is one of these things that when we go through <clears throat> excuse me when you go through the heroes of the game, um let's give a big big shout out to uh uh Mr. Dylan Moore. Yes, there was a uh, Kelnick hit two home runs, Haniger hit two home runs, Santana uh, uh not Santana. Uh Crawford got the walk-off hit. Um but Moore got his 20th steal and it was a steal of third base in the middle of that rally. And It kind of rattled the Rangers and the the game-winning hit was not necessarily a big clean hit. Him being on third put the Rangers on their heels. That's what happens when you have a running game. That's what happens when you steal bases. You know, it will be, uh, you know, you you get teams on their heels and and bad things can happen. And so, you know, good for the Mariners. Good for the Mariners. And, hey, Nick W., who's uh, asking questions here on the chat, has something he wants to say. He says he'll be at the game tomorrow to watch my Mariners clinch For the first time since i was 12 years old well well hey uh but don't get ahead of yourself there nick don't get ahead of yourself you know i i as someone who grew up uh, in massachusetts uh you know teams can fall apart i've seen my team win and i've seen my team lose so go there and root for the clinch i'll be rooting for it too i would love to see the mariners win some of you know that the mariners are are, are, i have a huge soft spot in my heart for the seattle mariners the last team to not appear in the World Series. Some of my all-time favorite players have been Mariners. I love, you know, I got my graduate degree from Washington State University, go Cougs. Uh, I would love to live in the Pacific Northwest. Hey, Nick W., uh, you know, let me know if uh, any school districts are hiring up there. But, uh, yeah, I hope that's the case, because, you know, it's been 2001. It's been 2001 since the Mariners have been in the postseason. They have had a galaxy of stars on their team. So. You know good for them i hope they do and they'll be super fun hey uh another one is uh uh don wrote i still can't use the guardians after 30 plus years of being an indians fan uh, i get it i get, i still say indians too i mean I, I i don't like the name indians i never did um but I, I it is getting. I do have to get used to saying Guardians, but Don Bless, you know, keep this in mind. And I've said this to anyone who's been. Uh, um, who I'm not saying you want the Indian name. I'm just saying you're not. You're not used to it, and it's not like that name was a good luck charm. It's not like that name brought a lot of wins with it. You know, a fresh start. I would love to see them win the World Series with the name Guardian, as if to say, yeah, that was the problem. You know. But uh, you no, know, you know, I catch myself still saying Indians too because it's been there for, you know, it's been there as long as until just this year. Um, well, and he's saying Indianapolis also is still the Indians. Uh, Spokane is still the Indians. You no, know, you know, as I said, uh, it's not been a good luck charm. Not been a good luck charm. The only teams to lose Game Seven of the World Series in extra innings during the Wild Card era. Both of them have the Chief Wahoo hat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I and 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 Nick, by the way, uh um and everyone, um well, who who is who, who said the, the the Cleveland question here. Uh sorry, it was uh, a Don. Uh, keep in mind, I, I've I'd love to see Cleveland win. I was rooting for Cleveland against the Cubs when no one else on the planet Earth was. So I would love to see I I still think the Rajay Davis home run. One of these days, and I, I've been threatening to do this. One of these days, I'm going to do a list of the greatest baseball moments for the team that lost that game, like great highlights for a t- you know for the losing team. And uh, the Rajay Davis, the the two that immediately come to mind are the uh, Rajay Davis home run in Game Seven of the. 2016 World Series and the Andy Chavez catch in game seven of the 2006 NLCS. Those are the first, those are the two that immediately come to mind. And maybe the Dave Henderson home run in uh, game six of the 86 World Series. Those are the first three. I'll I'll sit down and write up, but I'm sure there are more that I'm not thinking about. But uh, yeah, it's a crazy day for baseball that happened on Thursday. All right, I'm going to open this up and we'll talk a little bit about Friday is filled with interesting pitching matchups. Bailey Falter, has there ever been a more ominous last name for a pitcher throwing a big game in baseball history? Maybe Eric Plunk. Bailey Falter is on the bump on the first game of a doubleheader on Friday that the Phillies have to win. With seven games to play, the Phillies can't afford to drop any games And yeah, they're playing the Washington Nationals, a team that's already lost 101 games. But guess what? The Cubs also stunk in 2022, and they just swept the Phillies and put them into this mess. You know, Falter has better not falter. He's thrown well in his last seven games for the Phillies, and they better hope he doesn't, they better hope that the Nationals don't play like a loose team with nothing to lose. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is throwing the nightcap for the Phillies. So, yeah, we're living in a world where Noah Syndergaard might hold the key for the Phillies making the postseason. Um, while the Phillies are trying to patch up their rough stretch and the Brewers are hoping to overtake them and maybe put some room between them and Philadelphia, the Brewers are throwing Corbin Burns, last year's Cy Young Award winner. And who will they be facing? Sandy Alcantara, who will probably win the Cy Young Award this year for Miami. So, it's going to be a great matchup going on between the Brewers and the Miami Marlins. Um, Another real huge matchup is Atlanta. In Atlanta, Jacob deGrom needs to reassure that he is an ace. He's going against the Braves' ace, Max Fried, who's the World Series hero from last year, who has been great down the stretch, and he's been pitching well against teams like the Phillies in Seattle, good teams. Uh, DeGrom, remember, is coming off of a terrible game against Oakland. The Mets gave him a three-run lead before he even took the hill. And DeGrom coughed it up right away. Um, he had pitched well against uh, the Cubs and Pittsburgh, but he seems to have like one rotten inning each game. So there's no room for playing games here with the Mets with one game separating the two teams, and they're both trying to avoid that the wild card round. Uh, the Dodgers have wrapped up their greatest uh, – they're wrapping up their greatest regular season in franchise history. It's not too shabby. One of the greatest players in their franchise history, Clayton Kershaw, is having a playoff tune-up against the Rockies on Friday. Uh, He's been pitching like an ace in his last three starts. Seven innings on the road against Arizona. Six innings, one run, ten strikeouts at home against the Diamondbacks. uh, Six innings and two runs and victory against a good Cardinals team. I mentioned the Rays. They're on the verge of clinching a playoff spot. They lost that game to Cleveland. The Guardians. Uh, Drew Rasmussen was tremendous in his last start against Toronto. Uh, the Rays are going to be playing Houston and Framber Valdez, who's quietly having a Cy Young caliber season. Maybe he may win it. Um, but Valdez had a bad start his last one. He let up 11 hits in five and a third innings against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, chances are Valdez is going to rebound. Uh, another big American League Cy Young hopeful is Alec Manoa, who's on the mound for Toronto against Boston, he's probably going to fall short of 200 innings as he has 192 thirds. But and the chances of him being used before the wild card series is zero because he has to start Game One of the wild card series. He has a 2.31 ERA. He's gone deep in each of his last three starts against teams like Tampa and Baltimore. And you, Darvish, he's not winning the Cy Young award, but he's been terrific for San Diego, and he's going to be getting a tune-up against the White Sox. That he's been really, really dominant. For his last three starts, so we're gonna have a really, really great Friday night. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other uh, what people are writing in the comments section. Uh, I was not upset when the uh, Indians lost the seventh game to the Cubs. Uh, I was upset that they lost. I'm not a cleveland I'm not even a Cleveland fan. Don bless. What are you talking about? You weren't upset. I still think about that inning and wanting Jason Kipnis to hit a home run off of Chapman. I just hated Chapman. I didn't want the clip of Aroldis Chapman celebrating. Uh, I, I, I just, I would, I wouldn't be able to stomach that. So I kind of got, you know, all right. If the Cubs won, they, you know, Chapman got to be the goat, and Mike Montgomery of all people got to clinch it. But uh, Don, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying, I would be devastated. I'm still kind of devastated. I, lo- I was so rooting for that, that Cleveland team. Oh, well, maybe the Guardians will pull it off. i uh, will say Jesus Garcia. What do you have to say? Um as a Dodger fan for the last 10 years, always afraid dumb bums would falter when our October rolls in. Well, oh, hey, you know, this is a huge year for the Dodgers. They're playing for something. They could remove themselves from the conversation of being compared to the uh the Atlanta Braves of the 90s. Not that there's a shame of being compared to a team that made the 14 straight postseasons, but they only won it once against Cleveland. And yeah, the Dodgers have made all these postseasons, but only won it all once, and that was in the truncated COVID year. Of course, the Astros of 2017 and the Red Sox of 2018 weren't exactly playing it on the level, so there's that added bit of frustration. But yeah, this is a this is a huge year for the Dodgers. They're they're gonna have they'll probably clear 110 wins, but that will mean exactly piddly poo if they're not celebrating on the field. And right now, I still kind of pick the Mets over the Dodgers. Not that I think the Mets are a better team over 162 games. I just like uh, the the loss of Gonsolin for me. Not having Gonsolin in the rotation means that rotation's not as deep as it could be. Urias has pitched great, obviously. Um, But if they had Gonsolin and Walker Bueller. Healthy right now, geez, they may win 120 games with that team. Uh, I and the other thing is, and Jesus, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this. They cannot use Kimbrell as their closer. I'm not saying they can't use him, but you can't be knee jerk. Well, we're gonna. It's the ninth inning. Bring in Kimbrell. Hell, I'd rather they bring in David Price, who got the save tonight. By the way, use the best pitcher available for each moment. Dave Roberts, when the Dodgers did indeed win the World Series. In uh, in in the COVID year, they you know, Kenley Jansen blew a save, surprise, and they did not turn. Well, I, I can't remember. I usually I'm good at remembering this off the top of my head, but for some reason, um, I know that they used uh, Julio Urias to close out the final game. But who the heck was there was a there was a picture that was uh, that surprised me. Oh, uh, Blake Trinan. Blake Trinan wound up getting a save instead of, um, uh, what's his name? Kenley Jansen. Uh, Jesus Garcia says, uh, it it just feels like PTSD every postseason. Well, you know, you're not going to get sympathy from any Cleveland fan, although he was apparently rooting for the Cubs. I don't know what the heck is going on there. Um, You know, the Dodgers could certainly win it. I mean, it could be a rematch of. Los Angeles and Houston uh it's World Series or bust for this Dodger team World Series or bust and uh you know I, I i would pick the Mets but part of me is you know god I could just hear my my late father who is a huge San Francisco giant fan uh he you know the, you may hear rumble and thunder if I say this because my dad uh, he, my dad's watching down over me and uh there's probably lightning and thunder if I say this out loud but I certainly wouldn't mind seeing the Dodgers win. Uh, because first of all, I would like to take the stigma of they only won it once and it was the, the COVID year. No, have them win 162 game season one and legitimate legitimize this as one of the great runs in National League history. Um and uh the I also think that you know, I would I'm a huge Clayton Kershaw fan, and I would love to just have All discussion of him being a choker taken off. Uh, One last thing I'm going to bring up here. I got, uh, where is this? Nick W says, Have you seen the Brewers' remaining schedule? They may sneak it in away from Philly. Yeah, but this is what I said earlier, Nick. Be careful with that because the teams they're playing are major league teams, even if they stink. But let's, well, let's take a look at it, Nick. I'm going to go to BaseballReference.com, the single greatest website. Oh, uh, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth. Got to throw that little plug in. By the way, uh, the Mets have just called up Francisco Alvarez, who is one of the best prospects in baseball, to essentially be their third catcher Um, in, in the postseason. You wouldn't need to have a third catcher, especially if there's a injury, to be able to just put them in. And uh, so Alvarez is one of their top hit top prospects in baseball. But we'll take a look. The, the remainder of the schedule is for the Milwaukee Brewers are four games against Miami and three games against Arizona. So, yeah, uh, Nick, on paper, that's that's a, a walk in the park. The first game is against Sandy Alcantara, who's going to win the Cy Young Award. They're probably going to face Lopez, who is a, having a terrific season. There's And guess what? Arizona has some very good pitching. So before you just say, ah, these teams stink, they got major league pitchers on there and some good ones. Zach Galen's a really good pitcher. There are some good pitchers on both teams. So be careful. These are teams, too, that want to say, like, oh, you know, if we beat the Brewers, you know, that this, will, this is their circling the calendar. This is their last time to play baseball for a year. They don't have to hold back. The Marlins and the Diamondbacks aren't holding off for anything. So I I would always be careful of playing the A.A. These teams stink. They're going to win the easy. It would not surprise me if Miami or uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks put up a big fight. And it would not surprise me if I do a lot of these podcasts, even throughout the weekend. Hey, thanks for filling up the chat room. This is a lot of fun here as we're heading towards midnight on uh here on the west coast uh follow us at On mlb pods on twitter and on instagram i'm your pal salium at solid baseball on twitter solid baseball podcast on instagram and we will be uh, i'm going to be uh dropping one or two episodes this weekend and then doing another episode with miller thomas so we'll be probably dropping on monday you <laughs> keep an eye on the Philly suffering index that's all i'll say for now you know what nick you're not wrong You're not wrong. All right, everyone. This has been a lot of fun. This is the Locked On MLB episode for the final day of September, the 30th day of September 2022. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Have a good night, everybody. You can call me Sully.